Paul Painter, Chief Executive of the Yummy Fruit Company. Paul, you say that your region, Hawke's Bay, uh, the economy runs on apples, sheep and grapes. We'll start with the apples, your area of expertise. How are you going nearly one year on from Gabrielle? Well, um, game of two halves, really. The trees that survived, and I'm surprised that, that, that not more didn't die, and so we've had a lot come back. Uh, the crop looks really good. We've had a wonderful spring and summer, really nice, benign growing conditions. So we've got a, we've got a really something crop, but uh, but the industry lost about uh, thirty seven thousand tons of apple trees permanently. So that's going to take the top off things significantly. So, but the trees that have survived, the crop looks great, weather's good, and we're really looking at um, at you know hope dangling from our trees right now. Yeah, and we're going to get some of those new season apples, I'd imagine, very very shortly. Are the first of them off yet? No, uh, it's not nearly season. We're going to start picking uh, sweet tango apples next week. Can't wait because they were a bit of a shortage, and, and some people on social media were having a bit of whinge, a bit of a whinge about no apples uh, in the supermarkets. But they are coming. Oh, it, it, people are in panic, full-on panic mode. Our social media is going crazy. Calls all the time. The mums of the country are saying, We're "Back to school next week. Where are the apples? What I put in the lunchbox?" Uh, and fair call, but nature gives you one crop a year of a lot of products. And uh, and the last one didn't go so well. So, you know, I can assure you in a couple of weeks, you'll be able to pop down the local retailer, get some nice fresh apples and uh, feed your kids. You can't beat it. Look, uh, you, you're talking about the wine industry. You were saying about your economy running on apples, sheep and grapes. When it comes to the wine industry, and these are your words, not mine, um, Paul, you say two shitty vintages backed up in tanks and a big player decided to source the rosé from Provence. A cheaper uh, and more well, cheaper and more mystique. Is, are we talking about Provence? Did I pronounce that correctly? Is it Provence? Provence. 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 Yeah. yeah Provence. Well, see, I did agriculture but, yeah. rather than French yeah, at high school. Right. Yeah. And unlike and then, Damien, I didn't spend two years in the fifth form. That's some of the information. No, no, we're getting in about <laughs> Damien at Christ College. But seriously, so tell me what. Uh, so this is not good news for the wine industry. Oh, quite serious. Even serious in Melbourne where the contract prices are dropping significantly. But here, I mean, there's people decolorizing Merlot, probably not very good Merlot, um, to be blended back into white wines here. So last couple of years, I mean, the, the weather has been terrible. It looks like a brilliant vintage this year. But a lot of this, probably mostly average wine, is backed up in tanks, not really moving. The uh, wine producers are short of cash. They haven't got the money to spend on the leaf plucking. So they've got an opportunity to grow great crop, but they're not so sure that uh, the big manufacturers or indeed the market, with a, with a bit of a slowdown, wants it. So yeah, they're down on their benders, and of course both they and the uh, sheep industry also suffered significantly from Gabrielle. So, you know, it's a bit of a they're, they're in clean-up mode and restoring and repairing and replanting and, uh, yeah, not a lot of cash for that. Well, we'll talk about the sheep farmers and, and, and the sheep and beef farmers in just a tick. How do you make red wine into white wine. Well, you can decolorize it. You can take the color out of it, uh, and then it becomes white wine. So, I mean, obviously, you can. Um, I mean, they make uh, a lot of sparkling wine out of Pinot Noir. You just avoid the skin contact. But if you do happen to get 
uh, a bit of a, a hue in your red wine, you can actually get the colour out of it. Uh, these are all little tricks that the wine industry will do uh, as required to um, sell the product. How is how is the recovery going out on the farms, on the hills behind Hawke's Bay there? We saw the terrible damage. We've seen it uh, firsthand. The fences, some of this, some of the, these repairs will take years rather yeah. than months. Yeah. Well, uh, there, there is, I would say, very little in the way of recovery. The last year has been about a clean-up and some rudimentary repairs. And the, there is no cash. I mean, we obviously know that the uh, lamb schedule was off hugely on, on a couple of years ago. And so, like the one industry, they're, they're struggling for cash. And if you haven't got the cash, you can't rebuild the fences, you can't re-sow the pastures. So it, uh, that'll delay the recovery. And in fact, maybe a, a, a few less head of stock, if you're not making money, it might not be a terrible thing, close the back paddock. It so, sounds you know, like you guys in Hawke's Bay need to chew the ear of uh, Todd McClay. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I mean, there's, there's there's an opportunity here. We had the uh, the loan scheme, the Kanoa loan scheme, the government administered, um, but I understand there's probably only about 20 applications through the country. It suits the medium larger players. We're into it. Haven't got any money yet, uh, but we're into it. It's only been a year. Uh, but um, yeah, the average person is saying taking on more debt uh, when they've already got a debt problem and a business that's compromised, they don't want to do it. So. That hasn't really worked. So what we need from this government is a rethink about how we can avoid a protracted downturn in the areas that have been affected by Gabrielle. And the answer to that is simple. We don't. We shouldn't get any taxpayer dollars. They haven't got any money anyway. We need some tax incentives. You can really see from the forestry industry what perhaps perverse uh, incentives can achieve. And I think if they provide, if they say to people, because um, no one wants to invest in a disaster zone, they're overpricing risk, and so we're on our own. But you can attract capital if you say to people, if you invest in capital expenditure in these businesses, buy into them, uh, we'll give you a 120% tax write-off over five years. And if you want to invest in, in high tech, for us, there's a good opportunity to think about more productive orchards, unmanned equipment, drones, all that sort of thing. Give us a tax incentive of 140% of the five years and let's attract some capital um, in to right the ship. It's not the government's job to solve that problem, but they can incentivise the private all right. sector to do it. Paul Painter, got to go. You should be in Wellington rather than Hawke's Bay. Thanks for your time. <laughs> Chief Executive of the Yummy Fruit Company.